0: Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. Today I'll be talking about something very significant, something very deep and close to my heart. So I'm going to be reading some Bible verses, Isaiah 54, Isaiah 55, Isaiah 56, Isaiah 57, Isaiah 58, and finally Isaiah 59. The next chapter, which is Isaiah 60, would be in the next episode. So that's actually quite long, not long in terms of reading, but long in terms of explanation, sharing, sharing the word, and shedding more light for that particular part. So today we're going to be going into Isaiah 54. I'll be using the Everyday Life Bible, written by Joyce Meyer, for those who want to get a copy, get to Amazon, and um, so many bookstores far and wide. Yes, my name is Bono Labochini, all the way from Nigeria, Lagos. And I'm trying to be consistent with this for as long as I can be, if I go back to school. Even though I think I'm going to continue and get to school too. I don't know how far, but let's just see how this goes. As I for says, sing, O barren one. By the way, I'll be using the amplified version. Okay, back to the Bible verse. Sing, O barren one, you who did not bear break forth into singing and cry aloud. You who did not travel with a child. But the spiritual children of the desolate one will be more than the children of the married wife, says the Lord. And light the place of your tent, and let the curtains of your habitation be stretched out. Spare not, lengthen your cords, and strengthen your stakes, or you will spread abroad to the right hand and to the left, and your offspring will possess the nation and make desolities to be inhabited. Fear not, for you shall not be ashamed, neither shall you be confounded and depressed, or you shall not be put to shame or you shall forget the shame of your youth and you shall not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore For your maker is your husband the lord of hosts is me. the holy one of Israel is your redeemer the god of the whole earth he is called glory so before I continue I like to like you know shed more light on this. Like this is a beautiful chapter of hope. That's why I'm reading it. To give you hope, like to remind you that there is hope for you in this situation no matter what you're facing right now. 54 verse 1 says, it's speaking to the barren. So let me let you know that barren does not actually mean lack of children. It could be lack of wisdom right now in academics. It could be Lack of material things, lack of resources, lack of finances in different ways. It could be a situation whereby you want to be bountiful but you're currently barren. But the Bible says, You who did not bear, break forth into singing and crying aloud. You who did not travel with children, so what should they do? break forth into singing and crying aloud. For the spiritual children of the desolate will be more than the children of the married wife. How does this even translate into your situation? Let's say you are that one without much financially. The Bible says that your spiritual finances will be more than the ones who have physical finances right now. What does that even mean? How does that even work? Let me let you know that. Things happen spiritually before coming into manifestation physically. If you are poor spiritually, financially, like if your spiritual finance is poor and you're rich physically, let me tell you, in little or no time it's coming, the bankruptcy will just happen. Once you're rich spiritually, before you know what's going on, your financial status will change physically because things happen spiritually before they happen physically. Some people might be like, This doesn't even align, like, this doesn't make sense. Yes, yeah, supernatural things never align with natural things. But the principles you know, tested, tried, everything you've done, they might not work. Why? Because spiritual and natural things don't mix, so you have to un- understand that there's so much more to life. Now, right? what some people wrote in books? You work for them, great. Would it work for you? I can't say. Some people are the best at accountability, the best at savings, they're the best at investment, they're the best at looking. Still, there's nothing to show for it. It's not because that bad just because their spiritual finance is very low if everything you try physically doesn't work how about you try spiritually bible says here for the spiritual children of the desolate will be more than the children of the married wife so now he says enlarge your tent and let the curtains of your appetitions stretch out Bear not lengthening your cords and strengthening your sticks, for you would spread abroad to the right hand and to the left, and your offspring will possess the nations and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Imagine this: the Bible says, expand your coast, expand your horizons, because that is how much your offspring will be. If barren women looked at a current situation, I don't even have for of the nation. That's what the Bible says, as I have to look into the spiritual to understand things of the Bible. Because the Bible wants understand that her spiritual children are coming, there are more. So she should get ready, physically, so she can have them. So if your financial status is low right now, the Bible will say, get ready, make those plans start writing that business plan start making that proposal Start getting ready that 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 business idea you've abandoned for so long pick it up again revise it start thinking because you would spread out you spread abroad to the right hand and to the left That means your course shall be expanded your horizon shall be expanded Therefore, you should not limit yourself to that small space anymore. Start thinking big, start expanding what you think was not going to work for you before. Start thinking about those things and start bringing them into fulfillment because the Bible says, expand, just spare not, lengthen your cords, don't try to make them little, lengthen your cords, make them wide as they can be. That's what the Bible says. Strengthen your stakes. Have you been thinking small? Have you been thinking like a mediocre? The Bible doesn't want that anymore. It said, like, think big, think wide, go far. That's what the Bible wants for you. If you're taking your an exam and you're like, I should just get a C and I'll be good, the Bible says, no, don't think like that anymore. Expand your coast, strengthen your stakes. Think in far an A star is possible. We could work towards it by enlarging our tent and let our cotton of our habitation be spread out. So all these things are steps she should work towards when she's expecting a big house. So what are you expecting? What are the steps you're carrying? Are you expecting an A and taking the steps of a C? Are you expecting an A and taking the steps of a D? That's not what God says. Bible says you should prepare for it. Say that a man diligent in his business, he will not sit before meaning. But before kings and princes. Now, after we've prepared, after we put in the work, the Bible says, fear not, for you shall not be ashamed. Do not think that ah, what if it doesn't work? No. Bible says in verse four, Isaiah fifty-four verse four. Fear not, for you shall not be ashamed. Neither shall you be confounded and depressed. This verse is so deep. It says fear not, for you shall not be ashamed. You shall not be put down. You shall not be forgotten. You shall not be depressed. You shall not be confounded. This is saying that after you put in the work, after you. Created that big home for that child that you're expecting, after you've put in the work for that grade you're expecting, after you've written the business plan, the proposal, and after you're saying, Looking up, and after you're saying, Make action sorted, it, fear not, but you shall not be ashamed, neither shall you be confounded nor depressed. This is a good God speaking to us, Same or after you've put in the work, After you've put in God first. After you've given everything to Jesus. Do not fear. Do not be scared. Do not think about, oh my God, did I even pass this? No. Don't think like that anymore. We've passed that stage of thoughts. We are thinking ahead right now. We are forging on our thoughts. The Bible says, For you shall forget the shame of your youth. And you shall not remember the approach of your womanhood, of your of your widowhood anymore. How does this apply to me? Some of us are widows in business. Meaning we lost our first good job that really got us fetching. That first business that was beautiful and booming. We lost it. Some of us took it as a husband. Or the men to look, took it as a wives you know and then they were just dumb and they didn't what to start from anymore and those are the days of the widowhood bible says that you shall not remember the days of your widowhood anymore you shall forget the shame of your youth some of us in business the youth was those days when we were actually making a Bible says that you shall forget the shame of your youth and you shall not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore because the Lord says you shall not be ashamed like God has already promised that you're going to spread abroad to the right hand and to the left the east the west south and the north so therefore all the days of suffering widowhood you know we shall forget them and all the shame be used the times where we couldn't make it and everybody was they laughing at us making a scorn of us those days will be forgotten because the lord is going to make us great the Lord promises to spread us right in knowing about your wife automatically forget the days she was ending her, friend with her friends with because the current days point out the shame of yesterday. Now, why would we not be ashamed? Why would we no longer be confounded and depressed? Why would we forget the shame of our youth? Why would we no longer remember the reproach of our widowhood? Because our Maker is our husband. The Lord of Hosts is His name, and the Holy One of Israel is our Redeemer, the whole earth He is called, let me repeat that verse, verse 5, verse, four, verse 5, have verse 4 verse five. verse 5, for your maker is your husband, the Lord of Hosts is His name, and the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer, the God of the whole earth He is called. This God is good. So good, like, so good. So, for our Maker, he's our husband. The one who knows everything we need. The one who knows all our desires, all our requests. He's our husband. The one who knows our deepest pain, our deepest, wherever our shoes hurt, that's where he's like they're oiling it. He knows every part, every atom, of it in every goes from. He knows it all. That is who our husband is. Our maker. He's called the Lord of hosts. And the Holy One of Israel is our Redeemer. The one who transforms our life. The Holy One of Israel. The one who brought Israel out of slavery after 400 years. The one who swallowed the Red Sea far the cap- capital of the Israelites. The one of Israel. The God of the whole earth is called. They call him the God of the whole earth. Not the God of one country. No. Not the God of one country. No. The God of the whole earth. The God of the whole universe. That's who he is. Let's go over to verse 6. For the Lord has called you like a woman, forsaking, grieving spirit and heart soul, even a wife, would and one in youth. When she is later refused and scorned, says your God. For a brief moment, verse 7. For a brief moment I forsook you. But with great compassion and mercy, I will gather you to me again. Verse eight. In a little burst of wrath, I hid my face from you for a moment. But with age-enduring love and kindness, I would have compassion and mercy on you, says the Lord. But this is like the days of Noah to me, as I swore that the waters of Noah should no longer go over the earth. So I have sworn to you, I will not be angry with you or rebuke you. That's verse 9. Now verse 10. Although the mountain should be to depart and the hill be shaken or removed, yet my love and my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace and completeness be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. O you afflicted city, Storm tossed and are not comforted. Behold, I will set your stones in fair colours, in antimony to enhance their brilliance, and lay your foundation with sapphires. And I will make your windows and pinnacles of your windows rather a pinnacles of sparkling gates. Or rubies, your gate of shining carbon. And your and all your walls of enclosures of precious stones. This is great. Verse thirteen says, "And all your spiritual children shall be disciples taught by the Lord, and obedient to His will, and shall be great. And shall and great shall rather be the peace and undisturbed composure of your children." You shall establish yourself in righteousness in, um, in conformity with God's will. You shall be far and evil the thoughts of oppression or destruction. You shall be far from even the thoughts of oppression or destruction, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for you shall not come near. Behold, they may gather together, stir up strife, but it is not from me. Whoever stirs up strife against you shall fall and surrender to you. Behold, I have created the smith who blows on fire of gold and who produces a weapon for its purpose. I have created the, devastation, the, devastator, the devastator to destroy verse 17 says and i read last verse but no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises up against you in judgment shall show in the shall be shown in the wrong this security this peace righteousness security triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the lord those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced. This is the righteousness or the vindication which they obtain from me. This is that which I impart to them as to just at justification, says the Lord. This is a wonderful chapter. If this is all we read on this episode, I'm telling you, it's just enough because it's just rich. And you don't even have to say too much because the verses themselves explain how good God has promised to be to us. If we can just play our part, put in trust him, do the needful, put in the work. That, that's it. Then we are good. I'd like to actually share what just may I here. Speak the word. Thank you God for being my redeemer the whole God of the earth, adapted from Isaiah 54 verse 5. And let us use Isaiah 54 verse 10 to pray, because it says that, For though the mountain shall depart, and the hill be shaken or removed, yet my love and kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace and completeness be removed, to the Lord, who have compassion on you. God, I declare that your love and kindness will never depart from me and that your covenant of peace and completeness will never be removed. God, I declare today that your love and kindness will never depart from me and that your covenant of peace and completeness will never be removed. Amen. This is so rich. Like, I wish I could have more time to, like, explain these verses. But 13 minutes just have to be 13 minutes, right? I might mean, not even have I not mean, I even get to 55 in this episode. Maybe the next episode will be for 55. Definitely, the next episode will be for 55. So this... So for some of us might are wondering, the last episode we said we're going to talk about trusting God. Yes, this is trusting God. As a new believer, this is the beautiful thing God has said to us. Isaiah as verse 1 to the end, verse 17 to be precise. God is saying that the barren mind to sing. You that has no hope, sing. You that all hope is lost, sing you that is depressed, sing the Bible says you shall not be ashamed anymore neither shall you be confounded and depressed, so sing enlarge your coast spare not go big, think big plan big and spare not do not doubt For for you shall not be ashamed be talking to you, your maker, the Lord of hosts is his name, the Holy One of Israel, your Redeemer, the God of the whole earth, he is called. Spare not in thought, spare not in achievement, spare not, think be hmm, Just let's continue for I said free from shame Do you have a shame based nature and you rooted your grounded in shame the cause of and the power of shame have been broken up for me through the power of god we know from isaiah 54 verse 4 that the lord has promised to remove the shame and the dishonor from us so that we remember it is known it is no more in fact god has promised that in your place he will pour out upon us a twofold blessing We shall possess double what we've lost, and we shall and we shall have everlasting joy, Isaiah. 61 verse 7. Take your stand on the word of God. Become rooted and grounded, not in shame and dishonor, but in the love of Christ, being complete in him. Going back, to Isaiah chapter 54 verse 10, it says, My covenant of peace and completeness okay, Sorry, for though the mountains should depart and the hills be shaken, yes, my love and my covenant shall not depart from me, nor shall my covenant of peace or completeness be removed Back to Trace Men's Building. Ask the Lord to walk healing miracles in your mind will and emotions let him come in and fulfill what he came to do kill your broken heart bind up your wounds give you beautiful ashes or give you joyful mourning a garment of praises and heaviness and double honor or a double shoe as i 1 verse 1 to 3 determine that from this moment on you're going to Reject the root of bitterness, shame, negativity, negativism, rather, <laughs> perfectionism, and nourish the root of joy, peace, love, and power by faith. Draw the bloodline of Jesus Christ across your life and boldly declare that you are healed from the pain and the wounds of your past, and set free to lead a new life. And wholeness Continue to praise the Lord and confess his word over your life Proclaiming his forgiveness clean and healing Stop blaming yourself and feeling guilty Or worthy or love Instead say that if God is for me Who can be against me God loves me and I love myself Praise the Lord I am free in Jesus name Amen This is for you You that is hearing my voice this is just for you. This is for you. You heard me. Feel like you didn't get it. Go back. Start again. Read it again. Over and over and over and over again. Because this is for no one else but you. Who's listening to me right now. So. Going back to this, Oh my god what the Bible says here in verse 7 For a brief moment I forsook you but with great compassion and mercy I will gather you to me again God, It might look like God has carried his eyes off you of your family, of your situation of your children of your husband, of your wife of your business of your academic. the Bible says but with great compassion and mercy, I will gather you to me. When the Lord gathers him to me, everything you've lost, everything that's gone, everything that seemed like there was no way, automatically opens up. The doors open up. The bars of iron are cut asunder. Opportunities come forth. We wear a garment of praise, instead of heaviness gives us beautiful ashes, joyful mourning. He binds up our wounds, heals our broken heart. That's what the Lord gathers him to you again. He said, In a little burst of wrath, I hid my face for you. For a moment. Imagine God hid his face for a moment when all these things happened. Just imagine. I see what happened. See what he says here. Of the age, enduring love and kindness, I will have compassion and mercy on me. Since the Lord your Redeemer. You have less than a minute more. But this is like the days of Noah. As I swore to waters, as I swore to Noah, as I swore that the waters of Noah should no longer go over the earth. I have sworn to you, I will know, I will not be angry with you or rebuke you. You will not be angry with us or rebuke us. Because you are sworn. That's why I said in verse 10. For though the mountain should depart and the hills be shaking, yet my love and kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace and completeness removed, says the Lord. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let's say a word of prayer. Father Lord, we thank you for your love and your word that comes forth like fire, like a rushing wind. We ask, oh God, that your word will set us free, your word will give us vibration, your word will shine in our path, oh God. Thank you for your word, Messiah. Thank you for giving us liberty through your word. Thank you so much, Father, for caring for us through your word. Glory be peace your forever, oh God. For those who are giving their life to Christ, a name. For those who have never listened to this podcast before and just joined, prayers for you. Lord Almighty, thank you for these ones. That so that you forgive their sins, oh God, and you bring them into this new family. Because, we decided to turn a new leave. I wanted to repeat after me. Dear Father, I thank you for the cross of Calvary for my sake. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you for rising up. Third day, please I believe in Jesus' name. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Jesus loves you. Till next time, in the next episode, we'll be reading verse 55. See you there. Bye.